You're listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. Hey, I'm super, super excited to be back. Um, last week, it was awesome. I got to come and talk about circumcision. So for those of you who weren't here last week, you really missed out. It was a big thing. And it's not actually, it wasn't recorded. It's not online. It got cut short. So a um, um, little circumcision humor there for you. Hey, so no, uh, in all honesty, for those of you who were not here uh, last week, I showed a couple of pictures uh, about of my family. This is my immediate family. I have uh, a daughter. Her name is Evelyn, and she is amazing. She, every time I look at a picture of her, it makes me want to cry. She just is so much fun. She's honestly the best ever. And uh, the next picture is my wife. Uh, not cry sad tears, cry happy tears, because I just love her so much. And then the next one is my wife, Megan, and her together, and then we're expecting um, our second kid. We just found out last week it's a boy. It's a baby boy wall, so uh, the family name will continue, so that's always a good thing. Super excited about that. Another one to hang out with uh, Jake and Anna's little boy, too, so super, super cool. Hey, I wanted to just kind of, for those of you who uh, were here this last week, this will just be a little of a recap. We're in this series called Higher Plans, and Pastor Brooks, who he was amazing this weekend, uh, he just recently joined our staff, and he was talking about calling uh, this weekend, and he said some really, really amazing things. So uh, he talked about, I just want to talk about just a, a few things just that he said, and then kind of get into what we're going to talk about tonight. But he talked about calling, and he uh, brought up high schoolers very conveniently uh, as graduation week was very recent. And he said, there's probably some of you in this room right now who just graduated. I know there's at least one of you, uh, but there's a couple more probably who just graduated. And he said, he brought up this question that people get at that stage in life, which is, have you discovered your calling yet? And this is a question that you just get asked over and over again. And the other thing, the other group of people, are there anybody, anybody in the room who graduated college this week? Or this last couple weeks? Yeah, Wade. All right, buddy. Yeah, there's some of us who graduated uh, college, some of us with degrees where when people hear what we graduated with, they go, oh, that's nice. And then inside they go, what are you going to do with that? That doesn't like, what are you, like, what's that going to do for you? So, but we, once we reach that threshold, right, of graduation, like it's a question at this stage in your life that you're asked, hey, what is your calling? What are you going to do for the rest of your life? And so uh, it was really, uh, and there's some people that are really annoying and like in second grade, they already know, right? I knew this girl who said, I'm going to be a marine biologist in like fourth grade. And then literally like she graduated college and she's now a marine biologist. I'm like, that must have been really, really convenient for you. Like, that's awesome. I had no idea what I'm doing with my life still to this day. No, I'm just kidding. I love being here. But <laughs> I do. I really do. We all have, uh, what Brooks kind of got to is we all have uh, one ultimate call. Um, and then we also have many different calls throughout the rest of our life. And the, the one thing that he really wanted to get across, he started his message with this, was he said that meaning and purpose, and I would also include calling, um, aren't achieved, they're received. Meaning and purpose aren't achieved, they're received. And what he's talking about is the ultimate call that we have on our life, which is to receive the gift of forgiveness that Jesus has given us and achieved for us so that we didn't have to do anything on our own. And so he called us to him 
And then there's also the action step, which is to follow him. And the ways in which we do that is to love God and to love people. But it's not something that we're striving to achieve for the sake of like, if we do this in a specific way, then we'll be better in the eyes of God. It's something that he's already done for us. It's something he has already achieved and we are just walking in obedience to him. And so then Brooks went through, Pastor Brooks went through all of the different ships. You guys remember those, all the different ships were called to partnership, surrendership. He made that one up, which is a cool word, surrendership. I like that. Uh, relationship, apprenticeship, and apostleship. So he focused on the different ways in which we're called, but I want to spend a little bit of time tonight just focusing on a few aspects of these calls that God, I believe, has for all of us. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at the book of 1 Samuel. And so when I write um, a message, typically what ends up happening is I end up writing something or I think of something and I'm like, oh, that's going to be awesome. And then um, God goes, yeah, you're not going to talk about that because that's what you want to talk about. It's not what I want to talk about. So that's kind of what happened today. I was like, oh, I got like three or four different verses that I'm going to share with you guys tonight. And that was not what happened. So super awesome curveballs. Um, but here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about 1 Samuel. And so this character in the Bible is obviously pretty important. He got two whole books named after him. That's pretty cool. Uh, Samuel, for those of you guys who don't, don't know, I'm going to kind of walk through just his origin story just a little bit, and then we'll jump into his calling, that part of his story, which maybe more of you are familiar with. But I want to talk about the birth of Samuel. So to start off the story, it starts off in 1 Samuel 1, and it's uh, really interesting because Samuel's dad had two wives, which, first of all, is just a gigantic mistake. I'm married to one, and it is enough work to be married to one, and I'm sure for my wife, it is more than enough work to be married to just me. But he was married to two women, and one of which was unable to have a child, and one of which had many childs, and they were at war with each other. They kind of just butted heads over and over again about this thing. The one, his wife who was able to have children would taunt the one who was unable. Hannah was her name. Sorry, Hannah. I'm not, I'm not speaking that over you. I'm just saying that she actually ends up, ends up having a great story. So you know that though. So here's what, here's what, one thing you guys will know about me. I'm just an awkward person. So just roll with me as I continue to move through here. But what ends up happening is, is Hannah um, is just desperate before the Lord. Her womb has been closed and she prays and makes basically this, this covenant with God saying, if you give me a son, I will commit him to you forever. And so that's what ends up happening is she ends up um, having Samuel, growing him, and then having him. And I also do weird hand gestures, yeah, having him. And um, I was there, I saw it happen, so it's just, it's a whole thing. So I knew you would like that one, John. You're welcome. So Hannah ended up having this son, and um, and... Basically, what ended up happening is, is she waited until he was a specific age and then dropped him off at the temple and said, God, here you go. Here's me fulfilling my covenant to you. And uh, Samuel's like, hey, mom, where are you going? You know, like, <laughs> what's up? What's up with that? So he grows up in the temple. He grows up um, being raised as a servant of God. She makes a vow that no razor will ever touch his head, and it just kind of continues to go on. And the reason that I'm bringing this part of the story up, because typically I wouldn't normally bring this up, but I want us to think about this because it's a, just a reality of our lives, and, and we all come from very different places in our life and in our backgrounds and all of uh, just 
who we are. And one of the things that I just want to communicate is that our circumstances are definitely impacted by other people's decisions. So the reality is everybody sitting in this room, your story it has been impacted by somebody else. Maybe it's your parents, maybe it's a foster parent, maybe it's a grandparent, maybe it's a sibling, whatever. But all of us can say with clarity that um, our circumstances are impacted by other people's decisions. But that does not impact our ability to receive the gift that God has given us. Okay? That doesn't impact the free gift that God has given us. And that is honestly just one of the, the... the most beautiful, powerful things about who God is and what he has done is that nobody, no one can take away the gift which gives us our purpose. No one. So I want to just remind us all of that because I know the people in this room who are sitting here, myself, we have all come from very different backgrounds. And some of us might feel like we have, we have, it, have it made. We were kind of given a, a silver spoon. And some of us might feel like everything in your life has gone wrong. But the reality is, is that the gift that Jesus has given us is for every single person in this room and beyond this room. And that's a gift he has given us all. And not one person more so than the other. And so now I want to jump into the story of, uh, of Samuel's call. And so we're going to look at... 1 Samuel chapter 3, and we're going to start with verses 1 through 7. And this is what uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 7 says. It says, The boy, Samuel, ministered before the Lord under Eli. Eli was the, the man in charge of, of uh, the area there. And in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There wasn't a lot coming from God to people specifically. There were not many visions And one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. And the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and he laid down. And again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called. And this doesn't say this in the Bible, but I'm pretty sure like Eli, he's an old curmudgeon. And I'm pretty sure he's like, at this point, he's like, shut up and let this man get some sleep, right? Like, I mean, that's where he's at. And he says, my son, I did not call, go back and lie down. Now Samuel, and this is the important verse that I really want us to think about for a second. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. So I want us to stop there just for a quick second. And I want to ask the question to you. How well do you know God's voice? If he spoke to you right now, would you be able to recognize it? And then the next question would be, would you be willing to obey him? So first, if you were actually able to know his voice, and then second, would you be able to obey him? And so I want to share a quick story, and some of you who are in the room who I get to serve with have probably heard this story, and um, it's just a a crucial part of who I am. But when I was in um, college, I I had just finished my seventh semester, okay? So I was just getting ready. I had one semester left before I was graduating. My, like, it was just, actually, sorry, I'm lying to you. I'm not trying to lie. 
It was the, the, end, the beginning of my last year of college. That's what it was. The beginning of my last year of college. And I, I went to Rocky Mountain College here. I don't know if we have any Badland Bears in the house tonight. <laughs> we got one. Yeah, there's my man back there. There's always one. Um, somewhere in the world, there's always one of us. And, uh, and so I was, I was involved in a lot. I was an RA um, at the time. And so I was living in the freshman dorms, just trying to keep the chaos like from seeping out of the, the area. And uh, I was also playing soccer for them at the time, and uh, I was helping lead uh, the student ministries program that was there at the time. And uh, I was at a place in my life where I'd uh, bitten off more than I could chew. Anybody relate to that? Yeah. I'd bitten off a little more than I could chew for too long of a period of time. And so I, I was getting ready to go into my senior year, and senioritis is bad enough. We all know what that's like. We all know. And uh, on top of that, I was just drained. I was just, I was just completely gone. And I, I really felt like, and at first I didn't really know what was going on, but I really felt like I needed to take a break. And, uh, and there was this war within me, this war within me, because I, I was like, man, I got one semester of soccer, like, I got one year of soccer left. It's my senior year. Like, why would I, why would I quit? Like, I'm not going to do that. That's just stupid. Like, it, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. And uh, I had other people who were relying on me, and my folks had been willing to help me with tuition um, up until that point, and so uh, part of the way. And so I, I was just like, why would I leave? Like, nothing logically in my mind made sense for me to, to stop. And so I ended up just wrestling with this over and over again. I'd, I'd also, a couple of additional details. I had just, <laughs> I was a jerk. I had just gotten out of a relationship. I think I broke up with my girlfriend the day after Valentine's Day, which is like, it was either the day before or the day after. Yeah, I was, a, I was like in a rough place, guys. And I had, um, I had also just gotten, gotten fired. I was an RA. I was the senior most RA, and I had uh, gotten not actually caught, but I had been, uh, the word had gotten around that I'd been drinking in the dorms and helping provide alcohol to the underage RAs. And so I was just in this weird, like I was in this weird place in my life. I think we can all relate to like being, maybe not. Some of us maybe were like, not me, I'm good. <laughs> but I was in this really weird place in my life where just a lot of things were just not adding up and in a healthy way for me. And so I, I was just like pretty resistant to, like I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that it was, foolish for me to stop. And so I ended up going through my, uh, the first of those semesters playing soccer and all of that. And uh, it was one of the worst semesters, uh, worst seasons of my life. It was horrible. Actually, I think that was the season where I, I ended up breaking up with my girlfriend and then getting fired, like all that stuff. Everything just kind of culminated. I was failing classes. It was just a mess. It was an absolute mess. And so there was just this time where I just had to stop and really evaluate what am I going to do? What is going on? And it was at this point, I'm going to just temporarily pause this story and, and kind of jump back into what we're talking about, which is I want to ask the question to us of how much confidence would you have in following the call of someone you don't know? How much confidence would you have in following the call or answering the call of someone you don't know? I don't know about you guys, but my cell phone, if it rings with like an unknown number, it's, I'm not answering it. Like I just won't. Like I've been 
just so annoyed too many times by telemarketers and all these people who, how do they get your number, right? Like, so I just don't answer it. But I think that that is something that also applies to our relationship with God, which is if we don't have confidence, it's because maybe we don't know him as well as we should. And then the other question is, is, is how do we even know what you need to do in order to respond if you don't know where the call is even coming from? How do you know what you're supposed to do if you don't even know where the call is coming from? And so for me, in that situation where I was at, I was like, I, I felt something, but I didn't really know. I didn't have any substance to what I was feeling. I just, I didn't really know where it was coming from. And so I just kind of stepped forward. I just took it as like, this is just self-doubt. That's, I'm afraid of failure. And so I'm just going to step into this final season here of college. So I want to I jump back into 1 Samuel, because I'm trying to leave us with like this, this point of like something not being resolved here. And so let's continue on in 1 Samuel 3, chapter, or verse 8. And this is what it says. It says, The Lord called Samuel a third time. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You've called me. Then Eli realized, Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. So here's something that I learned and that I think is really important for us to know, and that's this. We need to learn to know God's voice in order to ably answer his calls. And, and here's three ways that I've personally seen this to be true. And, and I want to say this. Maybe some of you are sitting in this room right now and you're saying, I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard anything from God at all. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to tell you, I didn't feel like I really heard anything with clarity from God until I was 18 years old. It was a long, long part of my life. And then I didn't hear again for many years after. But whether you're in that position where you're like, I don't even know if I've ever heard God, or you're in a position where you're like, yeah, I've heard God and I think I know his voice. I want to encourage us to think this way, is that God's voice isn't something that we can just pare down to this secret formula. <laughs> I don't know about you, I don't want to serve a God who I can create into a formula. That is no God worth serving. God moves in ways that are beyond my wildest comprehension, beyond all of our wildest comprehension. And while that is true, there are also some things, some practical things that we can do in order to ensure that we're at least not missing some of the big stuff, that we're at least available for him to move and to speak into our lives. And so there's three things that I think that I've felt and seen in my life um, that have helped me, and these are the three things. One is storing up scripture, storing up scripture in our hearts, because here's what I've seen to be true. When I have scripture in my heart and I hear something that goes against what I've stored up in my heart, the truth of what I have stored up in my heart, alarm bells start going off in my head and in my heart. And it's one of the ways that God communicates with us. The second thing is this, speaking and listening. Uh, this, is, this most simple way for us is prayer, is in, in our prayer life. But here's what I want to say. Speaking and, and I capitalized and emphasized the and, because uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm great at one-sided conversations. 
Like, I love, that's one of the reasons why I'm a pastor, because you guys don't get to say anything back to me, right? Like, it's freaking awesome. I'm just kidding. But like, but seriously, like, and people who work with me know this, like, I'm great with one-sided conversations. But our relationship with God cannot be a one-sided conversation. When we are going to him in our prayer life, when we are journaling to him, we have to have room to speak, yes, but it's more important to leave room to listen. And I am just going to tell you right now, that is a discipline that is so worth investing in. And it's very challenging because I, I sit there a lot of times and I just like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, God, here's my heart. I'm going to listen to you. And then I sit there and I'm like, oh man, Stranger Things, like, that was great. Like, my brain just starts going, and then I'm like, right? Like, I'm just like all over the place, and I'm just like, oh, shoot, God, I'm so sorry. Like, let me, let me rein it back in. And then I'm like, I make it, you know, you make it like five seconds, and then another thought hits you, and then I was trying to think of something funny, but couldn't think of anything. I'm not a very funny person. So, but that, like, literally, that, that right? Like, that's a hard thing to do. It's hard. And so I think sometimes, uh, um, Finding ways to, to, to know how your heart and how your mind work and, and listening. For me, like honestly and truly, like, I know for some people, like how many of you know those people who can sit and they can have the office playing and they can have Metallica playing in the background and they can read a book at the same time? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like doing homework. Like what? I'm like, how? how who are you? Like what? These young people these days in like high school and stuff are like, multitaskers and like it's ridiculous it drives me crazy for me like the only way that I can focus like actually focus like literally this is kind of I think a joke around the office like I'm rarely in my office when I'm writing sermons because I literally John Cellini could walk by and just me knowing that he's there derails my entire way of thinking it just does I have to be in absolute like solitude and silence in order to be focused and not distracted and so knowing yourself and what you need in order to bring an unfocused heart before the Lord is crucial. And so for you, if that's having the office on, like, you, you're lucky, I guess. I don't know. But spend the time and develop that discipline of learning how to listen to God when he speaks. Because if you don't set aside time, you're going to miss things. You are going to miss things and I have missed many things. The third thing is this, is a trusted community to guide you and offer you, to offer you guidance. And so that's what Eli was in this story, right? Eli was the person who, when Samuel's like, I don't know, I've never heard the voice of God. I don't, you're able to go to someone who's maybe been there, who's got more wisdom, discernment, whatever, who's experienced God, who knows God a little bit better than you, and you're able to ask and seek counsel and seek their guidance, so for me, I want to pick back that story of where I was at. So I was in this place where literally, guys, it was rock bottom. I would spend hours in my room. My closest friends would come and knock on my door, and I would ignore them and pretend that I was. There's nowhere else for me to go. But I would just ignore them and just pretend like I wasn't there. And I was just caught up in these cycles of addiction and shame and, and just so much, like my life was just in so much dysfunction. My room smelled probably so bad. I didn't change my sheets. Like it was just, you guys, maybe some of you ladies don't know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like it was just utter disaster in my living space. And it was an utter disaster just in clutter in my life. And so I reached a point finally where I was like, I just gotta, I gotta get some help. So I, I was really scared because I knew how much my dad valued a college education. And so I went to him first and I said, dad, 
I don't know what it is, but this, I felt at the beginning of this year that I just needed to take a break, and I went through with it because I wanted to finish my soccer season, and, and this entire semester has just been an absolute disaster, and I, f- I really feel like I need to, to just take a step away, but I don't know what to do, and I don't want to let you down, and, and I just went on and on and on and on. just all came out. And my dad um, stopped, and he was just like, Mikey, He's like, have you been thinking about it? Have you been praying? And I was like, yeah, I'm praying, and I'm not, I don't hear anything. And he's like, well, if, if that's what you feel like you're needing to do, and if you're taking the time to actually set aside time to pray and to, to be serious about this, he's like, I'll support you. I'll walk with you through this. I still want you to go back and finish, though, but I will, I'll, I'll support you and for whatever that season looks like. And then I went to Pastor Stan, who many of you who've grown up in this church, Pastor Stan was here before, Pastor Nate, and I asked him and just for advice and, and what I should do, and he just offered me some counsel, and then I just went to my friends and I, who I was in school with, and I was like, guys, I just don't know what to do, and they just kind of gave me some of their feedback, and I prayed, and I turned to Scripture, and in the midst of doing all of this, I received a word. And again, I just want to remind you, I was kind of at like my rock bottom and I was so confused and just distraught. And I just remember hearing one simple thing, and it was just serve. Serve. And uh, which made sense in hindsight because I was at the most selfish point of my life. <laughs> and I think the young adult part of our life can sometimes be the most self-absorbed and, and self-centered. And I'm not calling all you out. I'm just saying that was for me, that was what it was. It was just I was very focused on myself, my plans, my what's next, dot, 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 dot. And so I heard that one word, and I again went back, and I took it to some people, and I just weighed it, and I said, what do do I do with this? And my high school youth pastor, who I hadn't spoken to in three, four years maybe, came up and just texted me out of the blue and was like, hey, man, um, what are you doing right now? I was like, well, I'm trying. I'm failing at finishing college, but I'm trying, and I don't really know. And he's like, well, hey, I'm just starting this new thing. And it's a fly fishing um, guiding service. And, um, and I was like, okay, great. I'm not a great swimmer. Never fly fished before. Don't know how to row a boat. I'm like, I'm processing this information. He's like, here's a great opportunity. But like the main focus is to bring out people who are serving other people and just to serve them. And I was like, God, there's no way. There's no way that you would make it that easy. Like literally, it was like within like two weeks of me hearing the word serve. And, and I'm like, okay, uh, Brian, I'll, uh, I was like super rattled. And I was like, okay, just give me like two months to pray about it and think about it and I'll come back to you. And I made it like a week and a half and uh, then came back to him. And I was like, please take me, please like, just let me, let me join. Like, where do I sign? I'll sign away anything. Like take my college debt, take it all. And, um, and so uh, I ended up entering into this season um, which I'll get into in a second, but I want, I want to flip back now. So that was just a beautiful moment in my life where that was something beautiful was actualized, but it goes beyond that. So I, I want to flip back to First uh, Samuel chapter 3. And, and so verse 10 said, uh, the Lord came and stood there calling Samuel, Samuel, and then Samuel s- said, speak for your servant is listening. So he's like, probably like, oh my gosh, like, I know who this is. Like, it is you, God, and he's waiting. And then this is what it says. And the Lord said, in verse 11, the Lord said to Samuel, 
See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. It's not something we say very often, is it? It's kind of an odd thing to say. Um, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. And I don't want to get this wrong, but like to me, that is like the equivalent of goosebumps, right? So I got to throw this in there because it's important in its context and da da da. Historically, when that term is used, it's typically in association with like some like bad judgment, like some like somebody's going to get you know, by the Lord. Like, that's just not a good thing. And that's kind of what happened in this case. So I want to acknowledge that. Like, he's about to, like, tell him something about Eli and his family. That's like, Eli's family's going down. And so, like, I don't want to, like, make it seem like God's going to do something that's, like, so, like, oh, yeah. Like, so I, I just need to be transparent with you. But, but I think we can take this and we can apply it to something beyond just that particular situation. And based on the miracles that Jesus did, based on the other things that God has done throughout the Bible, the point being God is about to do something astonishing that gives people goosebumps. So I want to go back to my personal story for just a final time. And I want to just tell you guys a little bit of, of what that looked like. So it was a season where um, we had people come out from all over the place. Some of you guys will know some of the, the names, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say some of the names on purpose. It's not to it's not to like be like look who I got to hang out with. There's a reason why I'm gonna say something. But like Taylor Lautner came out. You guys know? Ladies in the room know? Wolf Twilight. Anybody seen that before? Yeah. Shark Shark Boy Lava Girl. He came out, uh, Judah Smith came out, uh, Mark Burnett, the producer of Survivor, came out, and I, I mean, famous football, baseball, basketball, um, hip-hop artists, like, doesn't matter, like, all of the people, but they came out, and so I got to spend time with some incredible people, and I got to uh, teach people how to fly fish, and I got to do a ton of dishes, which was awesome, and I got to run really long, crazy hours. But here, here's the reason that I'm like saying all this is like, man, like that, Mikey, that must have been an awesome season. Like that was so cool. You got to hang out with amazing people and you got to go fish on a river all day and you got to do this and this and this and this. But here's what I want to say. The thing for me that made my ears tingle, okay, or gave me, gave me goosebumps was the work that God did in my life as I walked along and served and learned how to be selfless in a season of my life where I was the most self-centered I'd ever been. And so I, I don't like to, to share that story. I like to show the like, man, that is awesome. The like, the, the, what no, most people would look at is like, that's the glorious life, right? That's the promise that God fulfilled. That's the astonishing thing that God did for you. And it's not that. That was an awesome season of life. But the, the thing that really mattered was that I learned how to be a better follower of Jesus. And I learned how to receive the gift that he had given me even more than I had been able to understand before. And it was cemented in my heart and in my life by doing what he had asked me to do. By actually listening to his voice and responding. And 
And so I want to say something to um, this, like, to my story, first of all, which is, you guys are probably, some of you might be thinking and like looking at, this is a common thing that the church has said before, people in the church have said before, which is like ministry is the only way that you can walk with God and see what God has for people. And like to be a true servant of God, you have to be in a, work in a church or work for a nonprofit or blah, 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 blah. And Mikey, that's your story. So that, and, and here's what I want to speak to about that is that is not true. Brooks said something this week and that was amazing. And I love it. And I was just like, Yes, you are so true. I think my job is hard as a junior high pastor. But he said that he told, shared a quick story about someone who was leaving. They were wanting to get their teaching license. And then they discovered that God was calling them into the mission field. And so he was like so excited. And he's like, yes. And so he, Brooks asked him to, they were going to pray over him. And Brooks asked this young man to prepare something f- to share with the church. And the, the phrasing that this young man used was basically something along the lines of, I was going to go and be a teacher in the public schools, but then I found my real calling, which is to go and reach other people across the world. And, uh, and now I can find my true, my, I, I finally found my true ministry, my true call to ministry. And Brooks had a conversation with him, and, and here's the point of this, is Brooks said, I don't know if there's anything more like on the front lines of serving people and serving Jesus than being a public school teacher. <laughs> like for reals. Like that is, I, I have so much respect for the people who choose to do that who continue to get up every single day and go, I know I'm going to get my, uh, my butt kicked every day and I'm still going to get up and I'm going to go in there and I know Timmy is going to pull my hair and punch me in the stomach and I'm still going to go. Free, it's always Timmy, trust me. And uh, But, but that's, that's what I want to say is, is it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you work in a church or if you don't work in a church. God has still given us one ultimate call, which is to receive his gift that Jesus has given us. And then he's going to give you more calls that allow us to love God and love people wherever we're at. And so I want to ask these final two questions. One of them is not on a slide, Anna. I'm so sorry. But the first one is this. What are you being called to? Right now, what are you being called to? And I want to pause and time out there for a quick second and say, it should always be who are you being called to over what first. First and foremost, always. Who are you being called to? You're being called to Jesus. You're being called to just rest in knowing that he loves you. And then after that, after you've received that, then you're called to do. And then the last thing um, or sorry, then you'll be called and kind of shown what you're supposed to do. So then the last question is this, what will you do with your calling? What will you do with your calling? And I could say callings too. I I really firmly believe this. I say this to my junior hires too, but I, I firmly believe that people in this room have the ability to change the world. God is always already so incredibly proud of you just for sitting here in this room because you decided, you know what, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to church even though Evan's not here and Mikey talks forever. I'm still going to go. 
But I believe that this is a room full of people who could change the world. And I don't necessarily mean people who could change the world because they become the next president of the United States or they become a cabinet member or they become this influential surgeon or whatever. I, I mean, those are all great and awesome, but I mean people who can change the world just by being people who love people well. In little ways. Small, little, seemingly insignificant ways. Over time, that adds up to incredible change. That's all I got. I gotta, we got to pray. Let's pray. Let's pray together. Jesus, I, I just... Something Pastor Brooks said, which is just amazing, is uh, he said that we would pray humbly and that we would act boldly. So God, we want to pray humbly. We, we are broken, messy people. And we know our faults and we know our limitations better than anyone else probably in the room. We know ourselves very well in our shortcomings. But God, you still choose to call us. You choose to extend the gift of forgiveness to us every single day. And you have big things planned for us, things that will make people's ears tingle. And so God, I pray that the people in this room would learn to hear your voice that we would learn to hear your voice and that we would be people who respond to the calling that you've placed in our lives and that we would never get discouraged about how seemingly insignificant our role is or feels at the time, but that we would just know that what you've asked us to do is just to do the right thing in loving you and loving people. And we want to be faithful to that. So God, I just pray, um, I pray boldly for a second too that God, there might be people in this room who've never heard a, your voice. They've never heard a call from you. And um, if that's the case, God, I just pray that you would, that you would speak clearly and powerfully to the people in this room. There might be people, God, in a season right now who are trying to figure out which direction is next for their life. God, I pray that you would tonight, this week, through other people, audibly, whatever it looks like, that you would speak clearly to people about direction and calling. And God, I pray for those of us who maybe have been following you for a long time, and we think we've got things pretty figured out, that you would just renew in us a spirit and an attitude of a desire to listen for your voice. That we would be desperate to hear from you each and every day and that we would make that a priority. God, we pray for um, Evan and his family as they're wrestling with sickness and um, that they would be able to come back safely this next week. And um, God, I pray for health over every single person in this room and their families as well and protection over the summer for incredible adventures wherever um, the summer takes all of us. We love you. In your name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. If you are in the Billings area, we would love to see you at our in-person gatherings on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. If you're unable to attend in person, there are always ways to engage online. Follow along through Instagram at faithchapel.ya or find our ministry page at faithchapel.cc. You are loved.